Thought Bubble Audio. Hi, I'm Kirsty. And I'm Kelsey. <laughs> I'm awake now. <laughs> and it's time to hate watch with us. Welcome to our variety show for sarcastic people and also welcome to the 2019 really fucking good television award show for nice people only (laughs) uh this is our annual award show dedicated to the best shit we watched in 2018 Yes. That we don't think institutions, such as other televised award shows, are going to respect. Yeah. Some of them they may. Most of them they won't, because no one appreciates us. No one appreciates us, so we had to make our own award show. Yeah. So now you all have to appreciate us, because you're listening to this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) That's your reward for downloading this shit. (laughs) That's the choice you made today. (laughs) (laughs) oh so so here we are here we are uh quick lay of the land for those of you who may not have been with us for the 2018 really fucking good television award you mean the 2017 i feel like we said 2018 last year it doesn't matter it was for the shows of 2017 fuck you I look, I'm um, looking at the episode title and description right now, okay? Whatever. You said 2019. <laughs> There's too many years involved. Oh, I well, don't whatever. know where I am in time and space. We don't know. It doesn't matter. Don't <laughs> gaslight me about time. <laughs> time is meaningless. <laughs> time is meaningless. <laughs> um, anywho, ground rules is where I was going with this. Yes. Um, so it... When we are making things for categories, the biggest rule of all is that it had to be from episodes of television that aired in 2018, which is different than our Pilot Palooza rules, mm-hmm. and is something that I am upset about every single year. Right. Or the alternative is that it had to be added to Netflix in the year, yes. or Hulu, or whatever, in yep. the year 2018. Had to hit streaming. Yeah. Yep. And it has to be television, which is important sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) Occasionally. Yeah. And it has to be for nice people. Yes. And that is often, often as if we've done this more than once, uh, (laughs) it is often, I'm going to go with it, our... We talk about it often enough. Yeah. That can often be the tiebreaker. So speaking of ties... Yes. We're going to bring a new uh, angle to this because neither of us is good at making decisions. <laughs> um, we're bringing back our favorite game, Outlander Destiny Days. <laughs> uh, and somehow that's going to determine things if we just can't decide. It's good to have it on sure. hand. Sure. Are you using a Jamie face die? Uh, I took a white one that has two Jamies on it. Okay. It also has two Claire's, a uh, Galus, and a Dougal. Oh, it, I'm surprised the Jamie doesn't have a Leary. It does not. I mean, do you want me to get one with a Leary? No, I don't. 
I don't know that that's any more helpful than a Dougal, really. Okay. Well, so well. we'll have that on hand. <laughs> <laughs> this is off to a good start. <laughs> You'll get to find out what it means along with us. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So first category. Yay! That's going to come out really well on the mic. <laughs> yeah, it's going to sound real good. All right. So our first category is for Wildest Ride of 2018. Yes. Yeah. I'm going to go the safe route with Wildest Ride, mm. but f- the obvious route. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, and that is the Americans. Oh, that is not what I would have considered as the obvious route. Okay. It was it was a wild, wild ride. And since it ended this year, you might see it a couple times in my list. But it was exceptionally good in its final season. And it was a time. <laughs> it sure was. Yeah. What do you have for Wildest Ride? Um, I Oh, you know what we didn't say at the top of the show? What? Um, there's going to be spoilers yeah, for yeah. seasons of shows that aired in 2018, and I don't necessarily want to say which shows, because I feel like that gives away mm-hmm. uh, what we have on our list. So just assume that any show you cared about at any point in 2018 stands a chance of being spoiled for you. Yeah. If you're not up to date, yeah, yeah. please hold and come back. <laughs> yeah. Just really think about your choices. Mm-hmm. Okay, now that you've thought about your choices. Yes. Um, my Wildest Ride of 2018, which I also thought was a safe and obvious choice, <laughs> was Michael returning in the season oh, finale of Jane the Virgin. Oh, yes. Yes. And I went with a very specific moment as opposed to like a story arc or a whole season or like a t- total product. No, I love it. Because of what... Jane the Virgin has done to me. As a human being. <laughs> As a human being. So everybody in the entire world talked about how it was so obviously foreshadowed, which when I rewatched the season, I was like, yeah, sure. But like, they did his death so much mm-hmm. that I was like, this is the one trope they're not going to explore because they can't because they did his death so much and I don't mean so much as in like they talked about it too much I just mean like they did so much with it it felt like the biggest troll of the year like they got press for how well (laughs) they did grief (laughs) Yeah. And they were like, just kidding. Just kidding. And that's the thing is like, I I feel like you don't, you don't do emotions that well if you're just going to backtrack on that plot entirely. Yeah. Um, And it was like all so raw and so real. And now they're just like opening up this whole new gaping wound. And there was a whole new range of emotions yeah. that I experienced in the weeks afterwards. Like, it took me a long time to process. There were a lot of, like, writer's room Instagram videos that I had feelings <laughs> about. <laughs> so uh-huh. What's happening to me? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm still not sure that I'm, like, really emotionally in a place to deal with it. Yeah, we're definitely still on this ride, to be clear. Yes. Yeah, this <laughs> ride is not over with. No. <laughs> So that was my wildest ride 
in 2018. You win. <laughs> you win. That was absolutely a wild ride. And so much. Arguably, Michael m- may be nicer than Russian spies. Yeah. Maybe. I would think so. Maybe. Oh, well, I mean, it sounds like there's some niceness, some moments of nicety for there those is. particular Russian spies. There is. I'm just holding out for other categories here. <laughs> <laughs> Playing a long game. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and Michael returning is probably not going to win any awards. So. No. No. Because like real for awards. some reason, all of the <laughs> award institutions have decided that Jane the Virgin doesn't deserve awards, which is like the most baffling thing. Yeah, it's bullshit. I don't get it. Me either. I don't think it's even like a branding issue. I I think there's something else at play. I just can't figure mm-hmm. out what it it's is. It's a CW issue, I think. It's like such fucking noise. Mm-hmm. That's all right, Michael. We're here for you. <laughs> we're here for you, Michael. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. It's been a really emotional ride. Do you think we are? <laughs> well, congrats to our first winner. Yay! Let's move on to our second award of the evening that I think we're both maybe going to struggle with a little. Uh, This award is for favorite Canadian person. (laughs) (laughs) Are we going to do our our backup category as well for when we didn't think this was going to be a category? I'm not prepared for our backup category, but sure. It's up to you. We had a moment when we didn't think we'd be able to fill this category where we tried to make up another category. <laughs> we came we came through with some something to contribute. We, did. we just didn't experience many Canadians this year. No, or they hid themselves better. True. True <laughs> enough. Um well. <laughs> my favorite Canadian this year. Oh no. <laughs> was a surprise Canadian. Woo! <laughs> I I literally googled Canadian actors. Uh-oh. And just like scrolled for a little while. Uh-oh. And whose face did I see <laughs> on like the 10th page? Was it Candace? <laughs> it was not Candace. It was not Candace. No. I was, I was thinking people with a vaguely Canadian accent. <laughs> Well, he did have an accent. Oh, oh boy. But it was not Canadian. Who was it? It was none other than our friend, lead actor from the streaming hit Little Italy, King Christensen. (laughs) No. Hayden Christensen is Canadian, guys. (laughs) I will argue that that was not television. No, but it hit Netflix in 2008, or Hulu, some streaming. But it's a movie. It's a movie. It's streamed in 2000. I told you it was going to be a technicality. uh, All right, all right, all right. It's still a good one. In my notes, it literally says streaming equals TV question mark. (laughs) (laughs) I knew I was playing on thin ice. But come on, when you get sneak attacked in a Google search of Canadian actors by Hayden Christensen, do you turn (laughs) that shit down? No, you absolutely do not. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I rolled the dice, and this was my destiny. <laughs> Pizza with figs on it. <laughs> uh, who is your favorite Canadian? My favorite Canadian is a symbol 
of the year of our Lord 2018 because this was the year that I experienced not one, but two different Bachelor franchises. (laughs) And on both Bachelor Winter Games, however that was phrased, and Bachelor (laughs) in Paradise, there was this one lone Canadian... Oh, no. Who stuck out to me. And I don't even know his name, so it's just the Canadian guy. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, was this the guy with the skis? Of course it was the guy with the skis. (laughs) That guy. He looked so deeply Canadian. (laughs) And And, like, when I saw him, when I watched Bachelor in Paradise with Frank... I was like, oh, that guy. Like, he was like a nice, friendly Canadian face in a sea of idiots. And it was nice. (laughs) And it was nice. So, he's my favorite Canadian of the year. (laughs) That's really, really funny. (laughs) Literally his whole brand in the franchise was just being Canadian. Yes. (laughs) How do we decide? I don't know. Is it time for Destiny Dice already? It can be. <laughs> Should we roll? Sure. All right. How, who's, who's heads? Who's... <laughs> um, I don't know how it works. Uh, yeah, I don't know how that works. <laughs> okay. Hmm, who has longer hair? <laughs> who has longer hair? Hayden Christensen, for sure. All right, so he's going to be Claire, because she has long hair. <laughs> great, great, great. And then rando Canadian from The Bachelor is Jamie, and whoever comes up first wins. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we rolled a Claire. Oh, oh. Score one for Hayden Christensen. Yep. The first time he's ever won anything. Ever. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. All right. Wow. Shall we? Yeah. Next up is the Lil Higgy's Knitting Corner Award. This is one of my favorite awards. This is the best award. This is for a show that embodies the spirit of Lil Higgy and his knitting corner, which Mm -hmm. is mostly just like (laughs) big fluffy knitting and love and stuff. (laughs) Things that make you feel happy. Yeah. As a tribute to Lil Sebastian. <laughs> yeah. May he rest in peace. <laughs> um, so last year I made my decision based solely on knitting productivity. You did. This year I didn't have that as a metric. So I went for the spirit of Lil Higgy's Knitting Corner instead. Okay. And to that end, I have decided to award The Good Place. The Little Higgy's Knitting Corner Award. That's a great nomination. Yeah. It's a show I could knit to, for sure. Mm-hmm. And mostly, it's like, it just like, it's good knitting TV, you know? It's just like happy and good, mm-hmm. and it gives you the warm and fuzzies. It does. So I had, I'm like very torn between two. Okay. So I'm going to tell you my runner-up, and I'm going to tell you why I didn't make it, and then I'll tell you who I actually nominated. Okay. I feel like it just needed a little shout out. Sure. So my runner up is Making It. Okay. That was the Great British Bake Off of Crafting. Yep. Uh, It definitely channeled the spirit of Little Higgy's Knitting Corner, but 
my biggest challenge, because I almost always knit during it, mm. was that I really wanted to see what they were making. Oh. And it was difficult to actually do the knitting while you were watching it. Right, right. So it definitely, you know, was halfway there, but it wasn't fully there. So what I am going to nominate is the royal wedding. (laughs) (laughs) That was, it kind of sneak attacked on me. I wasn't prepared to watch it in any way. And then I woke up and I learned (laughs) that they were playing it on loop. (laughs) Which turns out is perfect for knitting. I literally knit a ton that day. Because that was a good day. it was in the morning, I just sat on the couch, and it's so slow between, like, mm-hmm. the coverage and the, like, analysis and then the actual wedding. Like, it's very, very, very slow. So it's perfect for knitting. And yeah, it was also very nice. It is very nice. I was very happy for them. Me too. <sighs> So yeah, that's my nominee. Nice. Well, those are two different aspects. I know. Of Lil Hickey's Knitting Corner. So how do we decide? Well, we can't roll the dice for everything or else this won't be a very fun award show. (laughs) (laughs) I want to contend that because I actually knit during the royal wedding, that that should win. That it wins. Yes. Okay, I'll give you that. All right. I won't campaign for everything, but. (laughs) (laughs) I'll allow it. All right. Okay. So the next award is for the most cinematic visual in television in 2018. And the last I heard you weren't sure about this one. (laughs) Yeah, I've really struggled with this one. That's all right. This has been a hard one. I didn't have a name for one of mine, so. (laughs) Okay. I managed to come up with two things, and one thing counts, and one thing doesn't. <laughs> but but I also have feelings about it, and this felt like a way to get those feelings out. That's fair. That's what this is for. <laughs> and like, goddammit, if this isn't our podcast. Right. <laughs> um. So, wait, didn't I go first last time? You go. Oh, yeah, so I'm supposed to go first. Yeah. My most cinematic visual was on the series finale of The Americans. Again. (laughs) I knew it'd be The Americans. It's me. I'm here. Um, (laughs) (laughs) They have a scene where they're... Spoilers. They left one child behind, and then they are on a train in disguise, and they're on a train to Canada. We're back to Canada. Uh, Somehow. (laughs) And security comes on because they're looking for people who look like them and they go through and they check their IDs and they pass. And you think, oh, they're finally going to go to Canada. And then they look out as the train starts to leave the platform and their other kid is on the platform and she had just gotten off and was like, never mind. (laughs) And she leaves and they like both like face up against the window and are like, what? the fuck is happening and so that's how they leave both their kids behind in america (laughs) (laughs) that awkward moment when yes but it's really well done they did a good job and it's the one thing that sticks in my mind whenever i think of that show is that scene Mm -hmm. so cinematic visual yeah that (laughs) 
that scene is like the one scene that has like been making me think that I need to just get around to watching the Americans. You gotta do it. I know I gotta. It's just really intimidating. I think you can handle it. I believe in you. (laughs) (laughs) We'll wait for the season of Outlander to end. (laughs) Yeah, no, there's only so much I can handle at a time. Yeah. Okay. So I have two. I think I'm going to tell you my my non-trad option. Mm -hmm. And then I think I'm going to tell you my cop-out option. Okay. Are Are both up for debate? They can be. (laughs) <laughs> this is like when it's what's making me happy this week on Pop Culture Happy Hour and everyone comes with like three things. Yeah, that's a little bit how I feel at this moment. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> so my real one is like the visual itself is maybe not the most important aspect, but like this whole scene slash moment. Mm-hmm. But it's in Jane the Virgin after Alba has taken her oath and has become a citizen, mm-hmm. and she's at her surprise citizenship party. Yeah. And she gives a speech in English about, like, how great it is that everyone supported her and what it means to her to be a citizen of the United States. Mm-hmm. And um, if memory serves, while she's giving the speech, she's, like, center frame, and um, the camera's, like, looking up at her a little bit. That's at least, like, how I remember it. Yeah. But either way, she's, like, it's, like, this really grand sweeping speech. And it comes at the end of a four-season arc that has been at the center of the Villanueva's lives. And the way Mm -hmm. that that particular subplot wraps up, like, feels like this huge emotional moment as if it was its own, like, self-contained entity. Like... It, mm-hmm. The payoff for it was so effective that it's almost not even like it was within the rest of the Jane the Virgin chaos. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. So that's why I went with that one for I did the emotional that. payoff, yes. mostly. Um, and then my cop-out was <laughs> um, the shot of the vista at Fraser's Ridge. Ooh. And I chose that because they use it 900 fucking times <laughs> in case you forgot what that vista is supposed to represent and because it's, like, the ultimate in, like, movie poster pictures. Mm. I like that one. You like that one? Is I that do my entry? like that one. I think that's your entry if you're talking about okay. cinematic visuals. That's but my entry, though. I did think about how to fit in Alba's, like, a hundred times, and I couldn't make it work, so kudos to you. <laughs> wow. I know. I know. All right, so ha- I hate choosing. <laughs> <laughs> this feels like a dice one to me. I feel like Fraser's Ridge should be Jamie, the Americans should be Claire, yep. and Alba should be Dougal. Oh, shit. All right, I'm rolling, I'm rolling. Claire. All right. Congratulations, the Americans. Yay, they won something. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So up next is the most romantical moment of television. You know, I gotta be honest, this was the hardest one for me to come up with. 
Oh my God, that's such a relief. I had a really hard time with this one too. And I thought it was just because I'm dead inside and don't watch content. No, I mean, I'm thirsty for the romance 100% of the time and I couldn't think of anything that really It didn't really feel like a romantic it. year. I mean, what is in... <laughs> These are These modern are times. Fair. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Um. So I ended up... This one feels like low-hanging fruit. However, I'm not mad about it. Okay. I went with um the scene of claire and jamie in the bathtub from one or two episodes ago of outlander (laughs) congratulations to claire and jamie (laughs) get you a podcast that can only do one (laughs) that we are so fucking consistent (laughs) so at what point exactly did you know that we were gonna be in agreement on this one was it like three hours before we recorded it was like when i wrote it down (laughs) (laughs) that's amazing why why besides the obvious did you choose that there were a few reasons um one was that I was so fucking thirsty for it, mm-hmm. and it took us a long time to get there, and I felt like the payoff was worth it, which does not always happen. No. The rudest thing they did was not giving us the grand finish. I know. <laughs> we can't have it all all the time, I guess. No, I guess not. Uh, but I really liked it. I've seen it twice. Both times it worked, so... <laughs> It wasn't like we were too distracted the first time to actually appreciate it. (laughs) And the other thing I liked about it was when he gave her the ring afterwards, or like during it kind of, because we never got an Outlander proposal, Mm. and I'm a sucker for it, and so this was like the next best thing. Yep. And I really, really liked that. I liked it because um, it the ring that they chose to be the replacement ring is the ring from the book. Mm-hmm. And so it was like a little, little shout out to the fans. <laughs> now that you're a book just, reader. Now that I'm a book reader. Which, <laughs> I mean, personally, I didn't care so much about the ring. I think the Lolly Brock ring was better anyway. Yeah. But it was just like a nice little detail as long as they were doing it. Yeah. The other thing I liked about the scene is that when it started, I totally rolled my eyes. And then by the end of it, I was outraged. Yep. 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 Um, so they, <laughs> they got me there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hit me right in the feels. <laughs> it's the strong sexual content I want all the time. <laughs> well, congratulations, Outlander. Yep. You did the thing you do. <laughs> so speaking of outlander i think we have another award to give out (laughs) one that was yeah written in the dick rocks (laughs) or or whatever they say (laughs) an award as old as time it's time for our most favorite award the is he hot or is he tall award (laughs) 
Yeah! Which goes to the hottest and tallest man of 2018. True that. Do you want to do the honors, Kirsty? Congratulations, Sam Hewen, and your tight white pants for being <laughs> the tallest and the hottest man in the year of our Lord, 2018. God, we are all so blessed. <laughs> We are so blessed. Hashtag blessed. <laughs> Praise hands. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, you know, it's been a full year now since we were blessed. I know. With our tallest and hottest man. And it's been just a, a delight. Just a real good year. I don't anticipate that anyone else will ever win this award going forward. <laughs> yeah, I have a hard time imagining. Like, Chidi was a real good entry last year. Mm-hmm. Dude is just real tall and hot. But then Sam Hewen came on the scene, and it was like, oops. 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 Like, he does have to do something about those wigs. But yeah. It's not his fault. It it's might be not. his fault. It's his, I mean, it's definitely his fault, because he got too famous to not use a wig. Right. But, I mean, he's also just so tall. So tall and so hot. He gets whatever he wants. I've, like, even watched that other movie that he was in just because he's hot and tall. Yeah. And he was still hot and tall. Yeah. And then there's that other movie where he's less hot, but he is definitely still tall. (laughs) Which one is that? (laughs) It's a movie titled Sam Hewen's Tight White Pants. <laughs> Can I tell the listeners about your Christmas yes, present? Please. Yes, please, because it made my marriage to his tight white pants canon. <laughs> so I found an ornament that you can put a photo in. <laughs> and I found a picture of Sam Hewen in his tight white pants. And I found a picture of Kirsty from her wedding, <laughs> and I put them together. And we're looking at each other lovingly. So lovingly. There's real eye contact there. For reals. Which is why it's canon. We looked right. at each other in the photo. That means we're married now. <laughs> Your daughter's going to have some questions in like 10 years when she's, she's hanging up the ornaments. I mean, that's like kind of of Sam Hewen's character alley. It's true. It happens. Uh, it's all right. My mom came over yesterday for Christmas, and the ornament was up already. Mm-hmm. And so Lauren, like, runs over to it, and he's like, did you see this? And like, <laughs> my mom doesn't know who Sam Hewen is. And she looked at it, and she goes, is that, like, a guy from a Hallmark movie or something? And I was like, yes, <laughs> yes, that's exactly what that is. But fear not for those who think that my Christmas was without Sam Hewen, because... (laughs) (laughs) Everyone's Christmas was hot and tall this year. Don't you worry. I got a large blanket with his face on it. (laughs) And it is excellent. (laughs) A very thirsty Christmas. Yes. So, if you also think 
that Sam Huon is hot or tall, <laughs> or both, you can reward that and us by entering us in the Sam Huon Charity CrossFit contest, with the link of which will be in our episode description and on our website, uh, and probably on Twitter somewhere. So you still have a that. couple more weeks to enter us. Mm-hmm. Don't think just because the holidays are over that you've missed your opportunity. There's still time. There's still time. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, congratulations. We don't have to roll the dice for that one. Nope. Nope. Okay. So in a decidedly less hot and less tall category. Yes. We're moving on to the most Michael Schur moment. Um, Important qualifier for this category. It does not have to be written by Michael Schur. It just has to be in the spirit of the stuff that Michael Schur does in his yes. universes that we like so very much. Yes. So for me, I did actually pick a Michael Schur production. Excellent. And I went with The Good Place, the okay. most recent episode, I believe, uh, where there were multiple Janets. Yep. There was an accountant. Oh, yeah. And Michael sure seems to have this thing with accountants. <laughs> and it's like a weird fetish. <laughs> like, let's make accountants really eager and weird. Yep. And I love it very much. And this accountant was like peak Michael Schur accountant. <laughs> he was kind of like the one on Parks and Rec who teaches classes at the community center. Yes. He was kind of not so much like the office's accountants, but he had, you know, you could find some similarities there. The person who played him made the office, so. Yes. <laughs> they were finding a lot of things. And he was just so accountanty. And now, like, I can't look at an accountant and think of them in a way that is not Mike Shirley. <laughs> He's ruined the meaning of accountancy forever. Yes. I think my favorite thing about them is that they always just want you to be their friend. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone else is like, ew. <laughs> yes. So that's my, my contribution. Excellent. That was a very good episode. It was. That one almost made it into my list a few different places. Mm-hmm. Um, so mine is not a Mike Sure production. And okay. it's a little bit of double dipping. But I would like to make another case for Alba and her citizenship. Aww. In this moment. Because the whole thing was the culmination of, like, the friendship and family and love and blah, blah, blah. And they all, like, come together around this important thing, and it's very mushy, but it's not done mushy. Like, they don't play the mush. Yeah. But you feel it. Hits you right in the feels. It hits you in the feels, and there's, like, this really good combination of, like, humor and feels all around the whole thing. And then, Mm -hmm. and they don't, like, spend too much time on it. It's like, there's that scene, and then I can't remember what happens next, but I know that we're very quickly on to the next thing. Yes. So, that's my entry. I think Alba should get an award. Yeah, Alba. (laughs) We love you, Alba. We sure do. Yeah. 
Yay! Okay. Our next award is for the time we got the most got (laughs) in 2018. This is one of my favorite categories. This is a great category. Do you want to kick us off? Sure. I double dipped again. Because this, and this one was also obvious, but I just, I didn't see any way around it. Okay. When Michael returned. (laughs) (laughs) He doesn't have to win this one. I just did not see any way around it. I had that as my initial one, and then something else happened to me. Oh, boy. (laughs) And I had to change my answer. (laughs) And it's something you experienced in real time. Oh, no. The time I got the most got was when I found out that Jamie knits. (laughs) Oh, my God. That wins it. (laughs) Jamie Fraser knits, and it's so fucking hot, even though we have not seen it on screen yet. They just dropped it so casually, but they also made a whole scene out of it, so you (laughs) knew that they knew that you knew. (laughs) (laughs) And no one saw it coming. No. So I'm in the Podlander Slack because I contribute to their Patreon. Mm-hmm. And um, if you don't listen to them, you should go over and listen to them. But uh, when that happened, I popped <laughs> into the Slack and I had been in it for months and like hadn't said a word. And I went over <laughs> to like the book reader channel and I was like, dear book readers, Please tell me that we are going to learn more about Jamie and his knitting. Like, please tell me there's something that's going to make it on screen. And then there were, like, multiple conversations in, like, multiple channels after that about Jamie and his knitting. hmm And it's very good. It's very good. Like, I don't care if they just are taking a cheap shot at their demo. I don't care if it's not canon. <laughs> It was really important to me, and I would have never seen it coming in a million years. No. It's so good. And we had opportunities earlier in the series to learn this. Mm Mm-hmm. But no. No. We got to learn it right now. And I also like that they played it that, like, Claire got got to. (laughs) Yes. She sure did. (laughs) She's like, I've known this guy for 20 years. You can fucking knit. Right? Like, my dream is <laughs> to augment the Yule Log channel just a little bit. So it's, like, half the time is logging and half the time is knitting. And all the time it's Sam Hewen. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yay! Congratulations, Outlander. Congratulations, Jamie, and your knit goods. And your knit goods. They're so good. Get your wife something that isn't shitty quality, please. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. I'm having a hard time with the knits this season, but it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. It's fine. I'm okay. All right. (laughs) So next up (laughs) is a category just for me. Just for Kirstie. And it is most important TV that Kirstie missed in 2018. (laughs) (laughs) because the one thing you can guarantee in every year is that I am not going to watch content. Especially this year. This year was just, I spent literally all of 2018 vomiting, guys. Like, it wasn't going to happen for me this year. 
I made a very ambitious list for Kirstie of all the shows she could watch while she was on maternity leave, and she watched, like, I watched three an of episode them. of something. You no, watched I watched three. Because I had to catch up on a couple, and then uh, I had to watch something else. And okay. I did that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Come at me. <laughs> but then I fell behind on Bob's Burgers again. And yeah, see. Ugh. I w- well, I was doing so well, but then there was a whole thing uh, with Hulu around Thanksgiving, so it's Hulu's fault. What did Hulu do to you? <sighs> Hulu fucked everything up. It, like, stopped updating episodes, so I kept, like, checking for them, and it. I went, like, three weeks without getting a new Bob's Burgers, and I kept, like, checking, and other people said there were new Bob's Burgers, and this was before you had, or I had your ex, I don't know. It was a like, thing. Every Bob's Burgers is on the DVR right now for you. <laughs> I know. I keep meaning to log in and check, but like it's had the Christmas. <laughs> I just want all of our listeners to know <laughs> that our friendship is so real that I don't delete the episodes of television I watch off the DVR so that Kirstie can watch them after me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can't remember what Lauren and I were talking about the other night. But we were talking about something, and I was trying to explain something about the DVR, and I just stopped mid-sentence, and I was like, our lives are so intertwined. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So, yeah. I want to tell you about what you missed. You want to tell me? Yes. Okay. What did I miss? Um, By far, I think the most important thing you missed, and... The easiest thing that you could catch up on, <laughs> so this is a double whammy, Wow! is salt, fat, acid, heat. Wow. I was not expecting that at all. No? I thought I had your answer pinned for, like, months. What was my answer, the Americans? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. The Americans is important, but this is important specifically for you. Okay. Which is different. Right, right. I think you'll love it. It's only four episodes, so you can handle it. I mean, you know some things about it. (laughs) A few things. I would imagine. But it's about cooking, and it's like a... has some, like, travel elements, too. But it's so well made. Um, The host is amazing. And definitely channels the spirit of nice people only. Hmm. And, well, I just got the cookbook, so I'm excited. Yes. (laughs) Uh, But it is an interesting approach to food that I think you would appreciate. Mm -hmm. Because it reminds me of how you cook things. Wow. And it's very, very nice. And it's only four hours of content, so you could handle it. So that, (laughs) it feels important for you. That does sound important. (laughs) That wins it. Mine was the Americans because, like, I just, I feel very left out of the culture. Mm. And, like, it seems like there wasn't that much super important TV this year. But of the important TV, this was definitely, like, some of the most important. And by the time I catch up on it, people are going to be mostly emotionally moved on. I won't be. You'll never be. (laughs) So that's okay. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so that was mine. But yeah, you win. I win? That's a a good entry. Wow. I'm so glad. Yeah. Well done. I encourage 
if you to watch it. I know that like part of this game is that you never watch what gets picked, but <laughs> not necessarily. I may get around to it eventually. <laughs> you may. I might. But it's very, very good. Yay. The Americans is very, very good too. But yay. I'm gonna try to get to the Americans someday. I know. I haven't pressured you <laughs> too much. <laughs> too much. Uh, All right. Nice. So the next award is for the best friendship moment. And I really struggled with this one. And Kirsty was like, oh, I have 17. And I was like, that's about right. Yeah, I have four written down. <laughs> oh and God. I debated many others in order to get it to those four. So the way I'm going to play it is I think I know which one I'm going to pick. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to tell you. And then when we're when we pick a winner, I'm going to go back and tell you the other three. Okay. Then that way it's not like I'm trying to enter all four of them. Okay. And I might pick one of yours too, so you never know. (laughs) But I doubt it. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. I'm going with season five, episode 20 of Brooklyn Nine-Nine, which is the episode where Rosa is part of the response team to an active shooter. Okay. And the rest of the Nine-Nine is just like, sitting around waiting for any kind of update. Mm-hmm. And so they spend essentially, like, an entire day just, like, kicking around the precinct waiting. And so Gina and Amy fix a toilet mm-hmm. together. And um, what's-his-face? The Jake. There it is. Um, yeah. I kept wanting to call him Ben Stiller, and I don't know why that happened. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> My brain is just, like, real melty. Um, so Jake, like, uh, breaks rank and, like, runs off to the place and tries to, like, go in and help her. And there's just, like, a lot of stuff happening. But the bottom line is that, like, everyone is worried about Rosa and everyone's mm-hmm. having their own, like, friendship dynamics trying to help each other cope. Mm. And so there's, like, all these crisscrossing webs of friendship. And it's, like, it's just so nice. They all love each other so much. <laughs> and then in the end, Rosa's okay. And it's very lovely. That is a very good friendship episode. Yeah. It's a really tense episode, too. So it's not even, like, it's all, like, mushy and fluffy, like, friendship stuff tends to be. Yeah. But it's just, like, a really interesting way to play out, like, all of the different relationship dynamics. Hmm. That's a good entry. Thank you. So mine is from The Good Place. Uh-huh. And it is when they all get split off to take tests to get into The Good Place. Oh, yeah. Uh, and they basically decide they all have to pass. And then Eleanor is the only one who actually passes. But she tells them all that she failed the test to get in so that she can stay with them rather mm-hmm. than go back. I forgot that was this year. Mm-hmm. But I think I like yours better. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Wow. I can't spell. I'm just not going to finish typing what, that. Sentence. What are you typing? I, well, I'm entering everything in a sprint. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Um, so I was trying to write Eleanor faking her test results, and I spelled Eleanor wrong, and then I wrote yeah. faking as F-A-C-K. I don't know. 
I was <laughs> I had to fill out my child's enrollment form for daycare tonight. And everywhere that it asked for a name and a date, I kept putting in phone numbers. And I don't even know whose <laughs> phone number they were. <laughs> Things are going well for you. <laughs> Everything's going well. Okay. Congratulations, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. For Congratulations. All Is this the first time we've had a Brooklyn Nine-Nine? I think as a winner, yeah. Wow. That's a pretty big deal. Yeah. I do want to go back for one second. Sure. Because I forgot the one thing I had in my notes that I had to tell you about sulfate acid. <laughs> oh, sure, sure, sure. So I just need to tell you, because this is what made me think of you specifically. <laughs> <laughs> There's an episode where she she tries different cheeses. Oh, boy. And she eats one cheese, and it's so good that she cries. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've actually done that before. So that's that's what made me think it was perfect yeah, for you. And it's for me. <laughs> I just had to make sure that was mentioned. That's really good. I admire that. Oh, yes. Uh, um. So some other things that I had on my list. Yeah, I want to hear about friendship. Um, I also had Rosa and Amy trying on wedding dresses because Amy is being, like, weird about her wedding and Rosa, who's not typically, like, ultra-feminine, basically, like, strong-arms her into going into this bridal shop and is like, mm-hmm. fuck you, you don't need to be ashamed about your wedding. Like, stop being dumb. Mm. And so she, like, forces her to, like, have frivolous fun on her lunch break, and then they have to respond to a call, so they go hurtling through the streets of New York City in, oh, like, yeah formal wear. And then they take down the perp, and she's wearing a wedding dress, and Rose is wearing a bridesmaid dress, and it's Mm -hmm. just really good. It is really good. Really, really good. Uh, Talk about women having it all. (laughs) Um, Another one that I had was also kind of low-hanging fruit, and I chose not to do it because I had so many other Outlander entries, but Murtaugh returning. That was the other one I thought of, too. That was a good one. There was Mm -hmm. lots of good Murtaugh content. He's a very good friend. Very good friend. The last one that I had is a little bit of an outlier, but it's um, that scene in Jane the Virgin when River Fields is, like, hanging out at Rogelio's house because they have to play a married couple and they hate each other. Yeah. And Zoe is still in treatment for breast cancer mm-hmm. and she's eating pot brownies and watching telenovelas. That's a really good one! And... River Shields accidentally eats the pot brownie and they get stoned and watch telenovelas together. And then River Fields decides that she wants her and Rogelio's show to be a telenovela. <laughs> That's a very, very good one that I completely <laughs> forgot about. It, yeah, I just remembered it today. And I was like, oh, fuck, that's a good one. I love that. Yeah. I didn't choose it as my main entry because it, like... You gotta spread the wealth, it's fine. Yeah, they're not, like, best friends, but it's, like, a good friendship moment in terms of, like, acquaintances. Yeah. It's just, like, a good moment. I like that. So that was my other one. You had good options to choose from. I had a lot of friendship feelings this year. (laughs) No romance, just friendship. Just friendship. You know, that's all you need. Yeah. So our next award is for best use of high-end finishes. Yes. Yeah. And this is a pretty broad category, but I chose a very little literal entry. Did you? 
I did. And that is the cabin at Fraser's Ridge. (laughs) (laughs) Which is just chock full of high-end finishes. It itself is quite the high-end finish. It is so full of shit. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, in the last episode, Claire goes to make a treatment for smallpox or some shit, and they have, like, a big mahogany bar Mm -hmm. with, like, floating shelves full of fancy little apothecary bottles. Like, where the fuck did that bar come from? You live in a 12 by 12 square. In the middle of nowhere. I don't understand. Talk about having it all. They have it all. They have it all. They have, like, this grand mantle that's, like, half the size of one of the walls of their Mm -hmm. cabin. It's like, again, your cabin is, like, one square. How do you have enough wall space to have furniture and that fireplace? There were so many, like, E! News video segments (laughs) about, like, take a tour of Fraser's Ridge. And I'm like, what is happening on this show? (laughs) And that's what was happening. That's what was happening. It's very, very good. It is very good. They decorated it so fast. I know. I kind of wanted a little bit more of, like, the HGTV element that we didn't get. Mm -hmm. That was, like, the building process or the decorating process. Like, I don't even know what they went into it thinking their aesthetic was going to be because they didn't tell me that I didn't get to have that opportunity. No. You know what the ultimate high-end finish of that was, though? What? Sam Hume and Chopping Wood. (laughs) Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. That was the best high-end finish of all. (laughs) Oh, I know. It should win just for that. Yeah, true that. I'm going to at least shout mine out there first. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um... So mine is from Superstore, a show which I really did not think I would like, and then Catherine made me watch, and I am happy for it because mm-hmm. I really liked it. <laughs> uh, so they released an episode this year about Target. <laughs> mm. My favorite high-end finish. <laughs> and... It was about how one of their staff said, uh, he ended up lying, but he said that he had went from their store, Cloud9, which is like a Walmart analog, to Target. And then he said he was going to start recruiting all the people from Cloud9 and getting them to Target. So then they go to Target to try and recruit Target workers to go to Cloud9. (laughs) And the whole episode is them in Target being like, ooh, it's so nice here. (laughs) (laughs) And talking about how pleasant it is to shop at Target. (laughs) How much do you think Target had to pay for that episode? (laughs) So what I found out today as I was researching is that that entire episode was SpawnCon. (laughs) Obviously. Like, I assumed there was something happening, but... They just straight up paid for an episode of Superstore, and if that isn't a high-end finish, I don't know what is. True that. (laughs) There's some serious return on investment there. There is. That's super funny. (laughs) Also a bold move. A bold move? Target entering a new era. I loved it so much, because I love Target, so I was like, yeah, of course they think it's nice there. (laughs) Kelsey's Target boner is maybe, like, the tallest thing in this award show. <laughs> this may have also been one of the times I got the most cut. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
good. That's good. Uh, yeah. So which one do you want to go with? I don't know. Is this another know. roll of the dice? Sure. All right. Target is... Tar- target is clear. <laughs> Jamie is Jamie. <laughs> and Sam Human Chopping Wood is Dougal. Yeah, it is. <laughs> That's its own high end finish. <laughs> All right. Oh, fuck. We have to roll again. Oh, no. We got a Galus. <laughs> oh, shit. We forgot to assign a Galus. Claire again. Oh, wow. Wow. All, All right. right. Congratulations, Superstore. That was a dark horse there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You're so, uh, the next award is Most Perfect Individual Episode. This was a really hard one for me. Yeah, me too. I went with um, the series finale of the Americans. I really phoned it in. (laughs) (laughs) However, it is a very perfect episode and a very perfect series finale, which is probably a much harder feat than just a regular episode. True. They did a very good job with it. There were a lot of good moments, and something I read recently on Twitter, I think I was reading it, someone was talking about that episode in particular, and they said probably the most impressive part was that the final scene isn't even what you remember long-term. It's like there Mm. were so many pieces in between that were actually more memorable that they just, like, did a very good job of dispensing out, like the key moments and not just having it all wrap up at the end. Whereas like your breaking bad is like yeah. the end scene is what you remember. Yep. And it was very, very good. Nice. Yeah. That's true. Finales have a specific job. And yeah. so like accomplishing the job and also being good television is like mm-hmm. a balancing act. It is. So mine was a huge debate between mm-hmm. two episodes. They were both episodes of the good place. Okay. And I think I'm going to make a, a real-time decision. Um, and there's <laughs> there's one thing that's the deciding factor here. Okay. Um, so I'm going with the episode Jeremy Bear Me. Uh-huh. And I loved this episode <laughs> <laughs> because I thought it was, I thought it was, like, lots of good stuff. There's... Yeah like some really good comedy in it like the chili baby scene is just like unfucking real mm-hmm. um and there's not a ton of the ensemble but <laughs> what use of the ensemble they made was really good mm-hmm. and it's a show that or it's a episode that like makes some good use of the show's premise the thing that set it apart from the other episode that i was debating is that chidi is shirtless in it <laughs> And that was just an unexpected blessing. 2017, hot or tall. <laughs> we So we knew he was hot. We didn't know he was swole. <laughs> we did not. That was a very nice surprise, was to find out just how hot he was. Also very nice was the debate that ensued on Twitter for the next, like, week over whether or not Chidi would be ripped in real yep. life. Yep. Which I personally fall into the camp of, like, obviously he would be. Have you seen how anxious he is? Yeah. He dude needs to go to the gym to burn off some of that energy. Yeah, he's very antsy all the time. All the time. 
The other episode I was debating was Janet's. For a that lot was of one of my reasons. favorites this year. It was so good. Mm-hmm. Um, arguably, the acting in that one is a more impressive feat. Mm-hmm. But Spool Cheaty just, like, really brings the whole Jeremy Bear Me experience together nicely. I like that one a lot. Okay. <laughs> I want to see that one win. Excellent. It's gonna happen. I, I have to say, I'm surprised that there's so much of The Good Place. I feel like it was the sneak attack winner of this year. I know. Because, like, I... It didn't leave a huge impression on me. Uh-huh. But individually, when you actually look at it, it's very, very good. I See, it did leave a huge impact on me, but, like, I love The Good Place so much more than, like, your average bear. Yeah. I don't understand it, but it's fine. No, it's very good. Very, very good. Congratulations, Good Place! Congratulations, The Good Place. Yay! Right, it's that time. It's that time, our final category. The best hate watch of 2018. Feels good. It's a good award. It is a good award. It's a high pressure award because we watch a lot of shit. We do. One thing stood out for me, though. Oh. (laughs) One very special thing that happened to me, us. It actually happened to us in 2018. (laughs) Uh, and that is an episode of Grand Designs <laughs> called Solent, 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 you choose. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this particular episode is about a couple who, <laughs> uh, one of them has a traumatic life event. Oh, yes. And they both decide to just YOLO their entire life. And that includes buying a plot of land for around a million dollars on an, uh, a waterfront property, and then proceeding to build a grand design that made them take out 11 loans. 11. Including one from a local grocery store that was never explained to me. Yeah, how is that a thing? If you are out there and you know how to take out loans from a grocery store, can you explain that? Because, like, what? 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 And their house was very nice, but dear lord, did they make some choices? It was... Then at the end of it, he's lamenting that they didn't have enough money left over for the ping pong table or Uh something. Yeah, the ping pong table was a big thing. And then I found out that three years later, because this was was on a little delay getting to us here in the USA, uh, they put their property uh, on the market. Aww. And I can't imagine why. (laughs) You don't think it was any one of the 11 loans? It was just a, like, talk about a wild ride. It was a wild ride. It was, it hit all the notes of a hate watch for me. And Grand Designs isn't always a hate watch show for me. It's like kind of a love watch show for me. So it was really delightful to see something that I could just, like, gawk at the way that I did when I saw the Cobb House. And I was like, what is happening 
and they kept making like worse choices and worse choices and Kevin was just like so this is happening yeah Kevin had no idea what to do there's one point where they're explaining to him how it's so important that like they not have to make any compromises yes and it's something something about quality of life and Kevin was like but you're paying back 11 loans. Like, have you thought about how much debt you're in? Like, is that, what about that in your quality of life? And the guy's just like, yellow. <laughs> and my favorite thing about this particular hate watch is that <laughs> your mom and I talked about <laughs> the day your child was born. Yep. And I showed up and I was like, oh, hi, child. And I was like, did you watch that episode of Grand Design? So Yeah, they're at the foot of my hospital bed. I have nurses, like, running around doing all their, like, vital checks every hour to, like, make sure I haven't killed my infant child. Yeah. And they're standing at the foot of my bed <laughs> talking about this guy in his grocery store loans. It was really important. <laughs> uh, very good. Very good. Yes. What did you choose? So, I really racked my brain this year to come up with things. And I did a lot of, like, scrolling through all of the various platforms that I watched stuff on and just, like, trying to remember what I even watched this year. And nothing was really hitting home with me for this category. Mm-hmm. But then I was on Netflix. Oh, and no. I scrolled past one title. Oh, no. And I thought, yes. <laughs> and that was Mary Portis, Secret Shopper. <laughs> oh, I love Mary Portis. <laughs> <laughs> Mary Portis, Secret Shopper was my favorite hate watch of this year. It was, like, the one thing that we watched where, like, that was... The overwhelming feeling the whole time was just like, what in God's name is any of this, any single part of this? Yes. It takes a format and, like, doesn't turn it on its head. It's not, like, super groundbreaking, but it's a good enough twist to the, like, um, I'm going to save your failing business format. Yeah. But it, like, works for me. And they're British, so they're only so nice. <laughs> but I do feel like Mary Portis is, like, using tough love in the best possible way. She is. She is. And I always wish there were more episodes than, like, the three that are on Netflix. Yeah, there's only, there's only like, four, and it's really stupid, because it's a combination of how British TV runs their seasons and the fact that Netflix actually really sucks at getting international titles. Right. Even though that's, like, their whole business model. <laughs> also- that was a very good entry. Mary has wild hair. Yeah, she does. Her haircut is a hate watch in and of itself. <laughs> <laughs> sure is. Well, what did we watch together? Oh, um, the one with the bridal store? Mm, that's the one that I was thinking of. Yeah, that one. Oh. They eat coleslaw sandwiches. And, like, the yes. other day I was driving... <laughs> And I hadn't eaten lunch yet, and I was having wandering thoughts about sandwiches. And then out of nowhere, I just started thinking about the coleslaw sandwich. So, like, that, uh, it really stuck with me. It lingered. It really made it Like a coleslaw sandwich. Yeah, the way I imagine a coleslaw sandwich would linger. Wow. <laughs> they were a mess. <laughs> they were a mess. Oh, do you remember? Oh. 
I'm thinking of everything that happened in that episode. They have the, the two the stores husband. on opposite ends of the block and they use walkie-talkies to talk to each other. The husband who she made go to a, like, like a drag bar? Yeah, the husband is having some gender identity thoughts of his own. And, and she's, like, she, not very tasteful with it. She decides that it's her job to help him come to terms with his gender identity so she does so by having him go <laughs> to a like a drag show in drag and it's just not really clear why she's qualified to make that recommendation and then she's also like but you won't wear dresses in the store but you don't ever get to wear dresses in the daylight oh my god that was such a thing yeah and then there was that poor assistant <laughs> yeah just the rando stuck in the midst of it all who's like, this is a shit show. <laughs> so I guess we really have Netflix to thank for this year of Hate Watch, <laughs> for sure. You know, Netflix, what have you done? All Netflix could do for me in 2019 is to get more British content. You hear that, Netflix? Or more seasons of Projects. Like, oh please, God. God, give us more seasons of Projects. Please, dear God. I haven't figured I out how to get them on the VPN yet, and it's so hard. Uh, I just want Projects. That is, yeah. Why don't they have a Projects children's book yet? I don't know. I got you the next best thing. You did, it's true. But it's not the same. <laughs> Spoiler alert, Jonathan and Drew Scott have a children's book. Mm-hmm. Which my child owns a first edition signed copy of. <laughs> quote, first edition, quote, very, signed. Very, important collector's item. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, I do what I can. <laughs> Aunt Kelsey is always looking out for us. <laughs> so what did we determine will be the best hate watch of the year? I don't know. These were so strong, like surprise strong contenders. Yeah. Part of me doesn't hate awarding it to Netflix as an entity because let's be honest about that situation as well. Yeah. Part of me also doesn't hate just going with the YOLO house. Mm-hmm. That felt like it really worked at it. It did. I don't know. Should we award like Netflix's British Enterprises. Netflix British Cottage Life. <laughs> I like that. Cottage Life UK. Is that what we're gonna do? Yeah. Alright. <laughs> Everyone's a winner. Everyone's a winner when you have Netflix making weird deals with <laughs> like Channel 4. Netflix, what are you doing? Netflix, maybe do that more. <laughs> <laughs> like less time on Christmas Chronicle, more yes. time getting more content for me. Yes. Yes. So, all in all, 2018. Good year for content. Good year. We had a good variety in our picks. We did. I was worried when I first made my list that I was like leaning on crutches, but there's like it's all over the place here. Yeah. I like it. Strong showing from the, like, Lil Higgy area. Yeah. With our hate watch and our our time you got the most god, I feel like those all channel yeah. some Lil Higgy in there. For sure. <laughs> Maybe it our is- most romantical moment, too. 
It didn't always feel like a Lil Higgy year in content. Um, no, you just have to try hard enough to make it one. So we we found it, which I think proves that we're doing our jobs. Yeah. And if you have any content that you feel like we missed, or if you disagree with any of our awards or categories, or mm-hmm. otherwise have thoughts about content from this year, 2018, you should come and find us. We will not change our Hot or Tall award. No, Hot or Tall is not negotiable. <laughs> If there is a more beautiful man on this planet than Sam Hewen, I'm not actually sure that I'm emotionally, physically, (laughs) mentally prepared to see what that man looks like. (laughs) Nope. It was already a pretty intense shock to my nervous system to find out that a man who looks like Sam Hewen exists. (laughs) We've been reduced to, like, 13-year-old girls. It's, It's real bad. It's bad. It's bad. It's bad. I'll share a photo of my blanket for evidence. <laughs> um, so you can find us on Twitter at HateWatchWithUs. You can find our website, HateWatchWithUs.com, where uh, I believe we posted last year's winners um, mm-hmm. and could potentially post this year's winners. Sure. It also has links to the Sam Hugh and Charity CrossFit contest. And if you like the work that we do here on the show – you should um, think about entering us in that contest so that we can go <laughs> and meet Sam Hewen. Yeah, that would be our dream. That would be our dream, and it is our destiny, <laughs> I believe. <laughs> right. Um, so you can find us there. We also have an email, hatewatchwithus at gmail.com. And Kelsey, why don't you tell us about the Thought Bubble Audio Network? Yeah, so we're a part of it. <laughs> you can find shows that don't award hot or tall awards, but maybe <laughs> they should, um, like Beer with Geeks or Academy Rewind or Supergirl TV Talk or Loud Women or, um, that, no, my brain's done. Mm-hmm. I got four. Uh, you can find shows just like that uh, at thoughtbubbleaudio.com or thoughtbubblefm on Twitter. They also have a Patreon, so they won't ask you for contest entries. They'll just ask you for cash. Yeah. <laughs> cash that actually helps to produce their shows and not just help them live girlish fantasies. Yeah. Both are valid in their own right. <laughs> Choose your own adventure. Choose your own adventure. <laughs> Well, thanks for hanging out with us in 2018. Yeah, friends. It was the second year of the podcast, and it was a good one. Yeah. We'll be back. Uh, We might take a little break, because coming up is Pilot Palooza. Pilot Palooza. Yeah, so Pilot Palooza's coming. If you haven't experienced this in years past, uh, this is when we randomly choose out of a hat through a very legitimate method. Uh, six pilots to watch, uh, that were discussed in some way in our universe in 2018. So it doesn't have to have come out in 2018, but we, you know, people we like talked about it and said it was good, or, um, we, you know, we heard about it in some way and wanted to try it out. So we watched pilot from each of those shows, and it's brought us the magical things um, like Jane the Virgin and Outlander in the past. So yep. 
It's a really good time. And um, and if you want to watch along with us, the we have seven shows, one's an alternate. So the six that we're going to try watching first are New Amsterdam, Timeless, Glow, Sharp Objects, Last Man Standing, and Vita. Mm-hmm. And then the alternate is Killing Eve. And Kiersey threw in some that are going to make, like, torment us. Yes. She yes. she changed the uh, approach this year. I did. <laughs> we're not actually excited to watch Last Man Sid. No, we're not. <laughs> to be very clear. <laughs> um, no, this is definitely... Well, well, we'll get into it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, watch those if you want to be part of Pilot Palooza. And thank you all for listening. Thanks. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. We'll see you in a couple weeks. Yeah. Bye. Bye. All right. Are okay. We ready? okay. Somehow we will find it in ourselves to be ready. <laughs> we always do. <laughs> I feel like I should just waterfall this wine. There you go. Mm. <laughs> Uh, Hi, I'm Kirsty. Whoa, we're starting. No, uh, no, go back, go back. <laughs> <laughs> this is our awards. We have to be perfect. 